What's going on, everyone? My name is Chris Tondevold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where I interview indie artists, content creators, athletes, and small business owners who share how they continually discover and maintain a balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. In this episode, Josh and Joe Seleski from Birthright and Size Show Cinema are stepping up and hosting the show. They welcome Colin James Dunn and Ian Jared Bell of Meridian Film Co., a Baltimore-based film and video company, shooting everything from weddings to music videos. This was awesome to listen back, and I definitely appreciate Josh and Joe for helping out host the show for me while I'm recovering from surgery. They have some more coming through that I'm definitely excited about. They go through balancing out Colin and Ian's skills and passions within Meridian, how the name is really just a low-key World of Warcraft flex, gun dealings at the Home Run Derby, and how I apparently don't have a podcast anymore, but Joe and Josh still ask all my questions. It's a lot of fun. Check out Meridian on Instagram at Meridian Film Co., Colin at Colin James Dunn, and Ian at Ian Jared Bell. They just did a fantastic video for the band Nightlife for their song New Low. Definitely go check it out. Book them for all your stuff. Wedding season is coming. Get your special day documented by the best. I'll have all their links in the show notes, so make sure you go check that out. As always, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and share the show if you can. Thank you for everything. Here's the show. Enjoy. Saw someone almost, they, they tried to shoot it up. They didn't, but someone tried to shoot the uh, All-Star game up yesterday. For real? And what yeah, was it? I, you guys know more details. This is how I want to start. Active breaking news. Chris's new podcast about shoes. Well, here we are at the Home Run Derby. So what happened? But no, there was like, uh, they caught some people in a hotel that were apparently attempting to do like some like Las Vegas, like Mandalay Bay. Which is like, scary. Sh- They're so yeah. organized as a crowd. Just- it, it was it was like four, well, it was like a hotel that was like overlooking the stadium. And there were like four dudes in the room that had like fucking like sniper rifles. And, like, I just a don't have ammo. So there was no evidence that they were actually going to shoot the like the all-star game up. My favorite my favorite place to hang out with a sniper rifle. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. Here's the Holiday thing. Yeah. No, no, they were arms dealers. They were arms dealers, so they were in oh, the so host. we're assuming that, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they were like, because I read some, some shit about it where like they were going to be selling the guns to someone and that's why they were in the room. I mean, if I had... So they were like the, they were like the... The middleman for this, correct? If, they if were I had providing to do arms supplies, deal. but yes, having those guns like that close to the All Star game, sketchy as fuck. Imagine if they just wanted, like, they had tickets to the Home Run Derby and just like combined knocking the gun sale out like the same weekend, and then <laughs> <laughs> you just stuck with it. This is going to be the best weekend ever. A bunch Kill of money two birds, in the home one stone. <laughs> Chris's podcast now about shootings or gun deals to be determined. Probably won't find out at all. Anytime I hear like arms dealer, I just imagine the merchant from Resident Evil Four. What are you buying? What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? He wears the cloak, and then I made the mistake of killing him. I was like, he'll come back. No, he doesn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's some. That's isn't there like a, isn't there a rocket launcher in that game that yeah, you well, can was, get I, one for? I was gonna for? say, well, you you can buy multiple rocket launchers if you can afford it. So like, if you play Resident Evil Four enough, like get your money up like real good, you can just buy a rocket launcher before every boss fight, and they kill the boss in one shot, no matter what. <laughs> Like, no matter how, like, you can fight the last boss of the game, like, one shot with a rocket launcher. It's, like, game over. Sick. I mean, you just spend all that time doing it. Yeah, you just got to get your bread up so you can punch it. Oh, you can fight the boss. Yeah, I only got the rocket launcher once throughout the game, and I used that for one boss. And it's funny because you just shoot him once, and the second it hits, like, it goes to a cutscene of him dying. Yeah. And I was like, I was on this battle screen for, like, maybe six seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, done. Hell yeah. But if you're a girl, you can buy the rocket launcher. <laughs> rocket launchers are for chicks. <laughs> So, Colin and Ian. Hey, hey, hey. hey. You hey. guys have a film company, Mer- Meridian 
Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't Meridian. say Hansel right either. Shout out Hansel. <laughs> but, yeah. So you guys had the pleasure of working with Joe and I. How was amazing was it? Uh you it, was, both have, it was something to write home about. Good. And has also separately had the pleasure of recording a music video for Joe. What was your favorite part about working with Joe? Uh, really every shot of just Joe. I mean, I'd favor that over the rest of the band. Primetime. Yeah. You got some good shots of me. He's, I mean, having a celebrity in a video is, you know, quite the thing. You guys both made me look cool. Colin's video was that. hotter. Ian's was weirder because we weren't that deep into a state park. And it's like you can either be at the appropriate rock club venue or the state park. But like people were stopping and like, Taking pictures, but what, what do you expect? And then I, I filmed in my empty apartment because that was during that weird period of like moving from my apartment to my house. Yeah. So I just cleared out everything and then I just like filmed some shit with a, it worked out. a young lady with some flowers. Now we follow each other on Twitter. It was weird for us, but it had to be exceptionally weird for Ryan, our drummer, who was actually playing out loud. <laughs> the, in a the, field. The rest of us look like we're just kind of like messing around holding guitars, but like people from a distance could just hear this dude playing a drum set in a field. <laughs> it's, not bra- it's not bragging. I might look the most dumb because I'm not actually making noise and like pretending to yell. Well, I mean, you, you weren't pretending. Tell. You weren't. You weren't even making noise. No, you were there. I, we said we. It was a kind forget. of like a. I couldn't hear. Over it's like a drums. whisper scream. How did you guys do the song for that? Did you carry a speaker out there? Yep, mm-hmm. Bluetooth speaker. How'd you have pa- a Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, it yeah. worked. I put it. Ryan I, heard. The, I put it like. I mean, he knows the timing. Like, yeah, yeah. I put it like under. I want to say like under his legs or something. like that. I feel that. like that's something we run into a lot with music videos where. <laughs> Like, luckily, bands have PA systems, but yeah. yeah, by the end of it, not only do you hear the song a thousand times, but it's deafeningly loud. It's so loud. And you, you, it's that kind of loud where it's not even, like, discernible anymore, and it's, it's just, just like... <laughs> and you're sitting there, like, bobbing your head, like, yeah, this gotta get this shot, but really, like, the song's like... <laughs> <laughs> and you have no idea yeah, what's happening. No. You're like, I think I like the song, but I actually couldn't tell you. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. Say, we definitely heard fucking Test Dream, like, 30 plus 40 times we had, when we how, many, how many original takes did we have planned? Colin had about 10 to 12, and he'd find out a new cool feature every time. He's like, I love it. You look great. I'm like, let's go. Again. We, did, <laughs> do another we one. did like 15 or so. Oh, no, you did. Oh, 20. 15 or so each. No, no, no. no, no we, did, we did about 15 or so. Total? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at one point it was. To like them, it felt 11, like. 11-ish. I'm in a club, like, pretending to scream and just rocking back and forth. And I was like, I should have went to college. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am yeah. now. And I'm just like, do it again. Yeah. Again, you look beautiful, but I'm like, okay, I do look cute. I like change my shirt. And Ian has this saying called <laughs> "keep the square on the man." Yeah, so and- like <laughs> the autofocus on the camera, like has there's like a square on the screen. So to me, a lot of times I want to keep things in focus. So I'm just playing this mental game of like keep the square on the man. Right. Don't, don't so let yeah. it go. You guys are out there like you know grinding and like trying really hard to look cool and i'm just keeping the square on the man for the most part yeah <laughs> just thinking that in my head over and over like just keep the square, keep on, the the man. square on the man and you win fuck it's, it's a we're video gonna, game we're gonna do it i feel like it's cool it's not look cool it's easier to look less like an asshole if i have a mic on a stand and that's why i do it all the time yeah it's like what do you do with the other hand what do you, well, do you, you know, hold it there's people like uh, yeah i could take it off and then do it and like i'll come back and like but like taking back sunday like Adam Lazar. That's different. He's, but that's 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 the other extreme. Is like he never uses a stand because he wraps the cable around his neck. I feel like even if we played like that kind of music, or like if if I had like that, but you know, being in a punk and metal band, it has to be really awkward for like the pop singers that just use like the headset microphone and like they just have to figure out something to do with both of their hands. Yeah, yeah. they usually, I guess, <laughs> they're dancing. I guess, but like, yeah, like choreographed dances. I think uh, of like 
baby metal. Spears, you know? Oh yeah, baby metal's great because that's baby metal that's does, like they do metal with with the headphones the headset, and then and with they the have, headset. They have like choreographed dances. Yeah, and it's so cool because it's like you know it's like tantalizing to watch, but also sounds badass. I've seen the video for "Gimme Chocolate" forty times, probably just because of. I don't know. They are. It's, like, it's hilarious. Right now, probably one of like the po- most popular metal bands out. Like a lot yeah. of like the bigger the, guys. The concept is just fucking hilarious yeah. to me. Did you do you listen to uh, to Poppy at all? I've heard. I've heard. I I like some of her material. It's, I've heard Poppy because I watch wrestling and she's oh, okay. like the theme song of really? NXT all the time and she's played. Yeah, she has a you know not exactly the same vibe as Baby Metal, but there's like some there's some overlap in the department of like you know like a. Uh, like a character kind of thing, uh, and like okay. with dances and movements, and, and then like really heavy fucking music. Wait, Poppy's heavy? Oh, she's a metal Super artist heavy. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, she's. But she wasn't before. She right? looks like a child. No, she was like a YouTube star, a pop singer. Yeah. But no, she's like. Okay, that's what I've seen of her. She yeah. was great. So she's she in was like nominated a heavy band for, now. She was nominated for Best Metal oh, Performance. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. I'll and give her, this her band wears like really cool costumes. Once again, I think Baby Metal, they're. Like skeletons. They're, yeah. It's something, you know, it's got a. Something about a skeleton playing a guitar just just gets me off, man. Yeah. That's a good concept. And that's where my fetish for Skeletor began. (laughs) Triple H was going to come up at some point, but like NXT is pretty hip. Like I've seen Code Orange play like wrestling events and like Turnstile's been the the theme song. He's pretty hip, but he had Poppy Poppy do something. Someone brought it up the other day. I think Turnstile will be on like Monday Night Football this year or something, just because it's like the most hype music. They're going to be on the fucking radio soon enough, honestly. This is their first release since they joined Roadrunner, and so they're playing with like... Their last album's on it, too. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I look like such an asshole. Podcast (laughs) is over. (laughs) No, but even with that, like you get to do movies and play Coachella. They're also the best band in the world, but like... Being on a bigger label definitely helps out. I'm curious how they're going to be at Firefly because all the other bands on that card are like not of their like realm. I'm telling people that I'm thinking about going to the Billie Eilish and Turnstile. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. what it is. It's like, is the crowd going to appreciate it or are they just going to stand there? Have you guys heard of the, the Lindas yet? It's that all girl. They're all probably between like 10 and 15. It's in like an all-girl punk band. I just uh, imagined a room full of my mom, just like in yeah. her clones or something, because my mom's Linda. And 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 Jared, and Jared, are you gonna do this? That's heavy music right there. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but I have heard of the Lindas. That's pretty cool that they're like you know such a young age and that talented. Yeah, but like they got picked up by Epitaph, and like wow, they have been on like four of the major talk shows so far. Like getting that exposure with like a bigger label. Yeah, that's really helpful. Turnstile could be on. I they'll probably do like late night TV show to like support their new album. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him there. Jimmy Kimmel at least he's like way hipper than like everybody else. Yeah. He has like that would be cool, especially because they are homegrown. Yeah, Angel Dust is on, but if you already own like the rights to Turnstile, might as well just get Angel Dust too. It was so cool to see it in the movie theater. Yep, the love connection because like I don't know. I was watching and I was like, this is something special. This is fucking cool. On top of that, like we saw them at the Queensway show on Wednesday, and it's just like they're like just going out and supporting local bands, and it's not the first time I've seen. Oh them shit, around. they were there. Yeah, totally. Dude, they're at like every show I go to. Yeah, honestly, that's so cool. I just never know what to say because yeah, you know, like you have to imagine people bother those dudes at like every fucking yeah. show. Hey, what's like, up, dude? I worship you. Just like, thought, just thought you should know. <laughs> You're my favorite band. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's like a goal. Like, you meet a famous person and be like, hey, look, I'm regular too. How's it going? <laughs> No, because I met I met Sinbad once, and uh, I was like, "You're fucking Sinbad," and I was like, "That's probably not." Yeah, right. That was but how- I did. He did pat tap it up, and then Rich like squeaked in for a dap. If you're listening, <laughs> weirdest situation I ever had like that. I think I've told you before. Is Craig Robinson? Yeah, 
I was literally at the radio station and he was like a guest that day. And I thought he was going to be calling in because that's typically when you get a big guest like that, you call them and they're just like you know, on the phone. But then he just walks in yeah. to the room and it's like a room, you know, about this size, about a living room size. And it's just me and him. And I'm like, hey, yeah, kind of freaking out right now. Not really sure what to say to you. Yeah. Hey, would you say he's the most famous person you've met? But that's that's what we're playing now. Cal Ripken. Oh, sh- Junior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And most uh, no, didn't he? Junior. Didn't he like throw a pitch to you? Yeah. yeah. Did you hit it? So like when I played little league baseball, he like we played against his son's team, and like part of his thing is like because kids are gonna freak out when they see Cal Ripken. So he did just, you or did you not hit the pitch? I don't remember. Oh, you I don't remember. But remember. like basically, instead of the kids freaking out about Cal Ripken, he like gets it over with in the beginning. He's like, I'm gonna pitch you some batting practice, and then we're gonna play the game, and then I'll sign your autographs. So it's just like a known thing. Do you have a Cal Ripken autograph? Yeah, I have multiple. What is it? It's a poster, and I have one on a ball, too. Ian, most famous person you've met or seen. I met Halsey for, like, 15 seconds. Mm. When I shot that, it was, like, that emo night event in New York City. Yeah. It was when she was dating, if only. For 15 seconds. Um, was dating um, Machine Gun Kelly, and they were doing a set, and I got, like, a photo of them yeah. together up on stage, which is a very difficult photo to get with, like, the crowd. And then when Halsey was leaving, I got, like, a quick moment in the green room, and I was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> And then, you know, it was just like a really quick, casual thing. And I was like, my my son really loves your music. And Halsey was like, I hope he listens to the versions that aren't explicit. I'm like, yeah, no, nothing bad in the house. So they're like, fuck, he's listening to the explicit just, versions. You don't your kid grinding. Just like, <laughs> he was like three at the time, too. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm a. I'm a responsible parent. He doesn't listen to curse words. Never. That's like when but, when Dirk Nowitzki met Lil Bow Wow and like Mike. It's like, can you sign this for my yeah. kid? Or my niece? What's your niece's I name? I love that movie. It, yeah. Yeah, I kind of have an affinity for it as There's well. a theme on the other two times I've been on this podcast that I like shitty movies but hate everything else, like Kangaroo Jack, but like, like Mike is fun. No, yeah. you like good movies. Come on. I like good movies too, but like, I'm like, oh, all the Star Wars it's movies like, suck, but it, like. Is like Mike a bad movie? No. I don't, I don't know that it is. I think Dude, it's it introduced like, a, like movie, a whole honestly. generation of kids yeah. in a basketball. The, the jump that he does when he first puts on the shoes, he jumps from like the three-point line. There's not many movies that like orphans <laughs> can relate to outside of like fucking Annie or, but like if you're an orphan when you watch Like Mike. For some reason, I just always remember Jesse Plemons. And yeah, I was yeah, about to say, fucking... like Mike was the breakthrough for Jesse Plemons. Yeah, because he's a villain in Breaking Bad, and I'm like, that's the guy from Like Mike, yeah. man. That's the bully from Like Mike. And then Jason Kidd started playing basketball after the movie came out. Did you ever <laughs> watch Friday Night Lights, the TV show? No. So he was also on that, and his character was like the literal most likable guy in the world. And wow. then on Breaking Bad, he like shot a child in like the third <laughs> episode you see him in. Such range for Jesse Plemons, <laughs> man. He's Emmy nominated him. For uh, that one one Black Mirror episode he was in. The duality of his, like, career. You were awfully quiet when we were talking about Like Mike. I love Like Mike. Have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> As a sure? child, I saw it. I liked Like Mike. Good. I wish I was Like Mike. I haven't watched him in a while. It might not hold up. There's a chance. Some of these movies don't hold. I specifically remember The Jump. You guys know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that first Where initial big from, like, jump. Half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just teleports across <laughs> the screen. <laughs> Just like Mike did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Now, one-on-one with the shoes, does Little Bow Wow beat MJ in one-on-one? Because he was like... Wait, 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 wait. He was like a 10-year-old professional basketball player. He might be an all-star. Here's, here's a legit comparison. Like Mike, or Lil Bow Wow from Like Mike, or Michael Jordan from Space Jam. Because remember his arm grows at the end? The monsters stop him, and he's like, his arm grows like all the way across the I court. watched Space Jam like the other day. I mean, Space Jam Michael Jordan, I feel like it's probably better than real life. Yeah, yeah that's like larger than life. Yeah. Did you say you watched it just the other day? 
I like threw it on while I was like staring at the wall. Yeah, one of my favorite. We had it on for Emory the other day, so I thought that was what Space Jam. Yeah, back in the day, Chelsea put it on. Movies were short, like before like 2003, and then like everything was like an hour and 45 and up. Like Space Jam's like an hour and 15. Yeah, real casual. Not another team movie is not very long either. Like, cool. Thanks for coming to the podcast. (laughs) we're not done yet. But um, sorry, I saw Ken Griffey on the screen. We are watching the Home Run Derby for people that watched it two weeks ago. You know what I thought about earlier <laughs> when you said that we were going to be watching this? I've always I've listened to podcasts where they're watching live sporting events, and I'm like, oh, they miss yet. Yeah. Like, what if some crazy fucking shit happened? Like, Shohei hits like a hundred home and runs, we have and we the, don't yeah. we don't even we had this moment forever. I think yeah. the first one we I did with Chris, we watched Man vs. Food with the new host and talked about that for way too long. <laughs> Last time, Burn Notice wasn't even on, and we talked about it too. Who's the new host of Man vs. Food? Some guy with the red hair, and I actually like him more than Adam Richman. Oh. Okay. That's sacrilege, Josh. Uh, Adam, Adam Richmond's the fucking man. <laughs> not, not, not really. If you go back and watch. I mean, I'm not like, my heroes aren't guys he's on no, food shows. He's like, no Guy Fieri. Let's yeah. just let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, he's not gangster. Yeah. People are really mean to Guy Fieri <laughs> for no reason. Did, did you guys see the Guy Fieri picture in the jersey? I think he's I think he's a Suns fan, right? Is he a Suns fan? Boo. He's like feeding f- like koi fish. In a son's jersey. And he's like, y'all mind if I live my life real quick? <laughs> <laughs> all, all he does is just like wear a fun shirt and like do what he loves. And people are like, fuck you. Like, I just don't know why people like, yeah. They really, they hate on his hair a lot too. He has like the extreme, it's more than frosted tips. It's just like frosted that dude hair. Is, I want to know. Google that shit. Yeah. yeah. And even that, like if someone's it's like, gonna oh, be way more Adam money Sandler, than you want it to be. <laughs> if someone's like, oh, Adam Sandler sucks. He gets paid like a hundred million dollars to do shit with his friends, and like that's the dream. I don't yeah, care. Right, for the, the record, dream. who has ever said Adam Sandler sucks? Because fuck you. Various fake both Facebook posts and things like that. People just have things to grown say. Grown ups and grown ups too. I would love to make that much. We went over this last time. Like the the amount of money that went into it, like to have Shaq throw somebody over a roof. All right, according to you, celebrity net worth. You guys want to guess his net worth? You ready? Ian or Josh? Eight fifty million dollars. Ian, fifteen million. Joe is closest, 40. Wow. 40 mil. So who gives a fuck what you think about guy? Yeah, like, dude, I wish I like had spiky hair and a fire shirt. To eat, like, shit. Yeah. And just ride a Vespa. Like, I have a lunch break. And, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't hate Guy Fieri at all. No, I actually, him. I listened to a podcast with him, and he was, like, incredibly hardworking. If you find out that he likes the Suns, fuck Guy Fieri. Oh, is this a Denver thing? It's not a Denver thing. It's that we're in a pandemic and they shouldn't be playing basketball anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone that was in the bubbles beat up and hurt. No, and I'm happy for them. God, they are good. There's no bubble. What are you talking about? When there was a bubble, like Josh is using something something that happened a year ago as an excuse for the Nuggets. No, that's the thing. Look at the game. There was 45 days in between the bubble. Like, not maybe not 45, but like it was 60 between the seasons, between the end of the bubble and the. For us, the Suns had like 120. Because they didn't have, we were in the bubble for 75 days. Uh, whatever, the Suns right. are here. You know, that's why you look at it, like everyone's beat to shit. Yeah, they did take a pretty easy path. They did to. have, they've been drafting well. They did everything and added that veteran yeah. piece. And they beat the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Clippers. Right, but like, with, with a lot of injuries. Three teams that were in the bubble. Yeah, a lot of injuries along the way. Yeah. Each team had its second best player hurt. LeBron's out because Space Jam 2, he needed to promote it. Correct. Denver, Jamal Murray out. If you have good guards, well, it was Jamal Murray, Anthony Davis, and then who'd they beat in the finals? The uh, the Clippers with the Clippers Kawhi Leonard Co- with Kawhi Hurt, and now Giannis is like kind of wonky. Although he had a killer game, but even with so he, didn't he? Have, I saw Giannis had back to back forties, forty point yeah. ten rebound games. That's fucking insane. What a beast! What a beast that guy. Only is. Shaq ever. Now imagine if you put like Mike on one of these. 
I, yes, his name's Dumb. like Mike and not Calvin Cambridge of the Los Angeles Knights. Was it was it legal that his teammate was just allowed to like take him in and like have him live at his house? It's like the plot of the movie. Come on, guys. I don't remember. Yes. I don't remember enough of All it. All right, then we're gonna watch Like Mike instead of the Home Run Derby. Okay, put it on. I wish Like Mike. <laughs> that would be a great film ball. to put on. It would. Speaking of film, I had the question earlier. What movie would you guys be like that? Like I like how this is, and I want to do. I feel like every movie because I'm nerdy to you. I'll be like, oh, you should watch this movie. I like the way it's shot. Like, Anything other than like the Marvel stuff or like things that are shot yeah. like a lot on green screen. Like I feel like the cinematography is so good yeah. in like all of these movies just because their budgets are ridiculous. Yeah. They're able to do so much because when you when you look at it, you if you look at the credits for like a movie, think about how many people are working yeah. on it. So they really have these specialized people yeah. that can put the time and effort into it, which is super cool. And I, on the other side of things. I'm not like good with knowing different movies because I find my inspiration from, I guess, like different things. Yeah. But it is cool because like I've seen, you know, I like a lot of like old horror movies. I know you do as well. Yeah. So like, even though I don't film like horror type shit, you know, like some John Carpenter films yeah. and things like that are just like really entertaining to me. Yep. Especially because the way a movie shot can totally like make or break it. Right. It really can. And then you think about all the things that go into it, like the coloring, how that there's like a psychology behind that, Same how with the TV. sound design, all of that. It makes your brain fill in these spaces. Same with TV, like Vince Gilligan with Breaking Bad. He was re-watching it recently, and there's one shot where Walter's like freaking out in the crawl space, and the camera just zooms up. Oh, but at yeah. the same time, the whole shot is symmetrical. Yeah. That's when he goes in the the yeah. crawl space and the money's gone. Yeah. 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 She gave all the money to Ted. But if you, yeah. if you for some god-awful reason, go and rewatch Heroes, the entire movie is shot from behind like another person's like shoulder, and there's always like a, a head in the frame. Oh. And like that, I'm like, I hate this. See that they just had pyrotechnics. I'm sorry, that was badass. So I told you I was gonna explain this to you, Ian. Trey Mancini, the Orioles uh, outfielder, had colon cancer last year. He's my age. So he was 27 last year. Wow. And had to sit out the entire season to get basically get chemotherapy. Yeah. And, he, and now here he is. And now there's fucking pyrotechnics behind him, and that looks sick. Good um, for him. Yeah. So he's had like a really good season, but not a good enough season to be an all-star per se. So they invited him to the home run derby as kind of like a, Hey, like we appreciate you. Yeah. Right. Like but, that your journey's right. insane. And what a great way to, uh, to celebrate him. Yeah. From my you point think of he view. Stands a chance or you no, think, absolutely not. Shohei no. Otani's about to win this yeah. shit, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think with that, like, and like the NBA, I'm like, Oh, there's kind of like these days, there's like just some schmucks in the dunk contest. But like, you gotta be a good hitter to like be in this. Like I couldn't tell you who's starting in the all-star game, but I'm going to watch him run derby. I read something the other day. I don't know if it was, I think it was a tweet. Somebody said the balls are purposefully juiced for for these like events for the home run derby. I don't know if that was true or not, but that would be sick if they just like put rubber in the baseball so they just just fly. Five hundred, and they're in Denver, so the air is thin. So there should be a shit ton of home runs. Should be super entertaining. But Shohei Otani, he's Japanese, Joe. Yeah, right. He is a dual player, so he pitches and hits, but he's like one of the best at both. Oh, wow. Which is not common, right? Babe Ruth. Babe, was, literally yeah. Babe Ruth. <laughs> Dumb was like quick the last one. one. And there's two halves of baseball. The American League, you have a designated hitter. In the other half, your pitcher has to bat. And if like that team's in Baltimore, then they have to have a DH. But the, so this pitcher is batting and playing very frequently. Wow. And he, he, he's simultaneously one of the best pitchers and the best hitters in the league. At the same time, there's Damn. nothing like... And we got a legend right his there. His arms? Right now, he's like, yeah, the greatest athlete <laughs> his ever. His arms are like jacks from Mortal Kombat. 
Oh, so he's he's buff and he's, he's got the big arms. He's fucking jacked and just hits balls 500 feet. And that makes me think of the game at the arcade, like the punching bag that gives you a score. He, yes. He'd probably just destroy he the would, game. He would, the game would explode. Yeah. Yeah, for there, sure. There are a few things there on is. Earth that humiliate me like that game. I don't know when the last time you guys tried it was, but like no matter how fucking hard you think you hit it, like you're going to get like. I've never done it. <laughs> I've never actually it's, done it. It's humbling. Yeah. I have a very weak punch. I can already tell you I would not do well. I'm a stone cold killer, but I'm not paying someone to tell me how strong. They got like the game yeah. at the uh, arcade machine at Ocean City where you have to like squeeze that fucking thing. <laughs> Colin, just show me a photo of him. Oh my god, there's <laughs> yeah, where the manager's arm. like, Wait, can I see that do- one more time? Holy no, fuck! You have, like, dude. <laughs> like, fucking- have you guys seen the picture of Shohei's arms? He is incapable of putting someone to sleep because they would just die. Yeah. Can he wipe his own ass? <laughs> <laughs> that's the question I ask anybody that's that big. Like, yeah, that's a legit touch concern. Elbows together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hope we're all, well, I'm rooting for him. I don't know about you guys, but I want Shohei. I, I just oh. hope they all have a good One time. One look at those arms and like, that's, that's my champion right I'm there. I'm rooting yeah. for Trey Mancini. Yeah. Sure you are. I love me some Baltimore sports. <laughs> Call. Kind of similar to the famous person story. I don't know if I told you guys this. One time I was at the airport and I was waiting for my flight and a woman, probably in like her 50s or so, I had an Orioles hat on. She's like, I like your hat. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, uh, you know, headed back home to Baltimore. And she's like, my son plays for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Just a like, quick, quick drop. And it was, Trey, it was Trey Mancini's mom. And I talked, oh, to for her, real? Yeah, I talked to her for like 20 minutes and she was an absolute sweetheart. There you Just, go. But it was so cool because it went from like, it went from cool hat, yeah, to my son was Trey Mancini. Like she's she's super stoked, but I would be too if my kid became a fucking major league baseball player. Cool hat, your favorite players must. Yeah. I would find a way to like in, interject that into any conversation. Story starts dark, but it's funny when uh, I love it when my mom was in a nursing home. There was like the Macy's Day Parade or some concert on TV, and someone was like, "I saw your kids on TV," and she was like, "Sure." So everyone at the nursing home thought that Joe and I were like these huge fucking rock stars that like <laughs> played parades and festivals and we would walk in like. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me at a, at a Jolly Rogers in Ocean City. For some reason, the dude running the rides thought I was some like important person. He's like, it's you. It's you. You're and then here. he was like, you get the fast one. And he gave me the fucking fast go-kart. And you're I'm like, here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, is there a fast go-kart? Uh, you got You got to imagine they juice one up just to like entertain themselves oh, yeah. or something like or i don't know maybe he was he probably wasn't even like telling the truth i went to the, the water park jolly rogers once and i went to sit down on a slide in my bathing suit and it <laughs> tore bad when i was getting down so whole time i bought like hitting the, the slide at the butt at the butt oh buck to buck to bottom to my beans and mash and i like I, the whole time i knew i'm like yeah i could feel my butt hitting like the slide Ooh, and i go to get out and friction. my my towels and it's really, my towels really far and i just gotta walk with like wait wait okay all my Hold shit on, out. so is the waistband intact and you just have the taint open it was like from like it's like assless chaps where you would get right. a physical to like the top and the back taintless like, chaps my butt was out like i had the front like but like you could see my shit hanging out underneath, and like my was out. and I had to go pretty far to water park, and I was wet, which just makes you weaker. <laughs> you know the worst part is, I didn't have a spare bathing suit. I had to walk like six blocks to Jolly Rogers or to uh, Sensations, but I had a towel wrapped. 
Uh, we probably got four bathing suits for four dollars at Sensations. You, you ready? Not even they, they, it was like they only had like because it was late in the summer. Uh, so you had to get like the board shorts that are like seventy two dollars. So whatever reason, at Sensations, the bathing suits are like fucking expensive. Like the towels are kind of cheap. Like you can well, get it, towels for like ten bucks, and it'll be like a fifty dollar. Uh, I feel like every suit. time I go to Ocean City, the number increases of how many shirts you get for free for buying one shirt from yeah. Sensations. Like buy one, get fucking thirteen free. Who cares? Right. We got a million of these things. But I guess everything else is actually kind of expensive other than the favorite ocean city story is with joe and um his like lower back hurt and he put on an icy hot patch and then laid out on the beach all day and uh, something about it set off this weird ass chemical reaction and yeah. my mom dropped joe and i off at the boardwalk and like we're younger teenagers and we're walking around and i might like, as I'm, well have been like drunk like whatever was in that icy hot patch was like fully like going through my bloodstream like oh, later oh. in the night he had like 103 degree fever but Je my mom's doing something else joe and i are at the boardwalk he bumps into a mannequin and apologizes and i was like we got <laughs> wait i thought, I thought that, you were saying like chemical burn yeah i yeah. thought he was gonna have like a rash oh no he was, he was tripping off the juice <laughs> oh my god Cody and got joe tripping <laughs> I mean, I probably really just had sun poisoning. <laughs> yeah. I was like delirious. But he was but... like, yeah, he was like delusional. And like, was that the same time that I got the famous stars and straps hoodie and left? And the guy's like, where's your brother at? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like I was drunk, honestly. It was probably just sun poisoning. You're absorbing its power. That makes me think, well, because I was thinking chemical burn. And yeah. so Chelsea just the other week had me, I used like a shaving powder on my face. It was something that she saw on TikTok because I normally just use like an electric razor. And straight up chemical burn, man. My face was like red and like it took some of the hair off my face, but it was just like it, it like burned off. It was just like super red and like rosy. Was it but, Nair? Yeah, I was saying it's like Nair. It was, it was very similar to Nair in the end. And I was just like, oh, I'll try this out. She was like, yeah, I mean, I used it like on my leg. And I'm like, there's a little bit of hair on there. I should not have used that on my face. Took, you know, about four or five days. How did up. she feel about that? About the burn? Yeah. She, she said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I wanted it to happen. Yeah, she's she, like, good. She said, next, <laughs> next time. It was a cursed next TikTok. Next time, do your balls. <laughs> I found this on cursed TikToks on the subreddit. I saw the manifesto that she's writing. I'm fucked. It's a funny husband you play on your prank. You play. <laughs> it's funny husband it's you play a, on your it's prank. It's a funny prank you play on your husband. Yeah. Called kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and then take, <laughs> called his, murder. take his money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where did Josh go? We'll have to take a phone call for work. All right, I'm going to make sure it's still recording. Josh said, fuck this podcast and all its listeners. During this break. No, keep this, Chris. Don't get rid of this. Keep this exact part. Wow, really? Time flies when you're talking about a chemical burn. Chemical burn. And baseball. When you're literally talking about your favorite things, sports, music, work. Vampirefreaks.com. Vampire so we have to ask you guys more questions about like things that are relevant to the podcast. <laughs> you guys like cameras? <laughs> yeah, I've never used one before. Everyone smart. You know, click a photo, click yeah. two, pull out my iPhone, say this is better. <laughs> I, I learned keep the square on the man, which is, I mean, that's... Do you always? That's, that's what you got to do. Percent of our job. Words of wisdom. <laughs> it's just keeping the square on the man, or or woman, or subject, whatever. But but keep the square on the man. Yeah. Don't forget. The other twenty percent of our jobs is pirating uh, premiere templates and uh, effects from the internet. Oh yeah, I have a. I got a Google Drive folder of yeah. so many presets. Yeah. There's people out there. If they hear any other photo or video people listening to this they hear free presets and they're sweating right now they're like where'd you get what presets you got yeah, who, yo. you got the files dude there's xmps i have an unhealthy amount of them josh should have told his work yeah we're recording a podcast that Beautiful. we have really important shit going on okay Sess. that's an animation on the tv right all right so umpires do he's 
Is it? Dancing. They started doing this on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I said, never mind. I forgot about the super fucking bizarre Monday Night Football yeah. graphics they had. There's, there's our boy Shohei. Yeah, there we go. Hitting balls to the moon. Damn, dude, that guy strong. How fucking satisfying do you think it is to hit a home run? I never played baseball. I hit but... one. I hit one on the LF field. Yeah, I'm talking about like an MLB home run, though. Not like, as cool. Like really smacking that bitch like Not 500 cool. feet. You know? uh, probably fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah that's got to be. I mean, hitting one in Little League. Oh, my God. Look at this that's guy. That's a top feeling right there. This is batting practice. Where did he hit that? The third level. Look at that. It's out of the stadium. Holy shit, man. Dude, that's like spiritual sloppy toppy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be fucking off. Sometimes I'll go to the batting cage and I'll hit a ball and there's just a net in front of me. So they all, they don't go anywhere. And I'm just like, yeah, that was a home. I haven't gone to the batting cage since I was probably like fucking like eight years old. And like one time I just like had my hand in the wrong place and like a ball like crushed my fingers and uh, I, off the pitching machine. And uh, yeah, I was about to cry. Batting cage is a great way to take out anger. Yeah. It's a really good exercise that and it kind of humbles you too. It's kind of hard. Never done a batting cage, but I always I feel like they were used a lot in like, like, like funny shows for kids and stuff. And be like somebody or like in a movie, they're like I'm locked in the batting cage, and they're like <laughs> trying to like block it. And then the machine goes haywire and shoots too many at them. Sounds like a that's so Raven or like yeah. Oh, sweet life, Zach and Cody. Yeah, sweet life. Tipped in. <laughs> Not at the tip. The boys are in the cage again. <laughs> Get them out of the cage at the tip. Oh, sweet life. It's a sweet life. <laughs> No, I was thinking about the other, oh, fuck, what was the name of the dude that was like the, uh... Mosby? Yes. <laughs> the dude that would always catch <laughs> yeah, them doing bad Yeah, I don't his Wikipedia shit. page. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would just always catch them doing, like, bad shit. Like the one episode where he's just, like, in the air vent with them. <laughs> like, like, he's trying to sneak through an air vent, and he's like, aha! And he's just, like, already in the vent. <laughs> spit out my water. <laughs> you guys have seen this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're talking about <laughs> But uh, not recently. That's but. like a top 10 jump scare. There's <laughs> <laughs> our boy. Mr. Mancini. Man, this Washington name stuff is just, is just running me dry. I'm, I'm so sick of it. I'm so fucking sick of it. I don't know if you know this, Ian, but... Uh, the Redskins changed their racist name. Yeah. Yeah, to football team. That's not a joke. We're called yeah. the football team. So no, they're called I think, a I think uh, maybe a different name than either of those options would be. Because they're going to sell better, them soon. Better. I, know, I know entirely too much about it, but to give you the cliff notes, they didn't have a plan. The owner is just a piece of shit, and he mm -hmm. was like, I'm never changing the name ever. But then his sponsors pulled out, like FedEx. Right. And they were basically like, we're not going to give you our sponsor money if you don't change the name. So he was like, okay, we're going to be football team. Hallelujah. The cat's here. You can hear the cat in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> so... They are operating as football team until they like haphazardly get a name and a trademark together. Right. And that, shit like that. That's like uh, like malicious compliance. Basically. So now yeah. people like ESPN and those sorts of things were like kind of pressuring them into changing their name and stuff because they would just wouldn't say their name on broadcast. So now okay. on the broadcasts, it's fucking embarrassing because it'll be like Monday Night Football, the Eagles versus football team. And it's like, I know what you're doing. Wow. I know what you're doing. Like, just call him Washington, man. He wanted to say football team. He really the, did. The, the fans don't deserve this. Oh, the tray. Let's go, baby. I think I've talked to you about this before, Colin. So before I came here, I had some pasta, and it was bow tie pasta with chicken and artichoke. Mm -hmm. Do you like artichoke? 
I'll expend an archer. I'll deal dude. with it. Yeah, I think that was the con- okay. That was the conversation, and I always and I always repeat it because you all, you already know it. I so say, you just ask me about artichokes all the time. It, well, I I said more than once. I'm like, it's a thistle. I feel like I've shared that, and I always like to share that with people. I'm just like, it's a thistle because it just like it's just so distinct. You know? I think I remember you asking me about this, and then I told you that I put my hand in thistle one time as a kid like an actual plant and right. it like got like spikes in my hands yeah. and shit. Yeah. So fuck artichokes. I don't like them. Right. Cause the, their brethren hurt you. Who hurt you? Yeah. I was like artichoke. sliding down a hill and just like put my hand in like a, essentially a cactus. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm. Not a fan. We have a cactus now. Just a little, little baby one. Cacti. Cacti. Yeah. It's up, that's the single, right? They know cacti. It's... I think cacti would be plural. Yeah. I think oh. cacti is like plural. Cacti is plural. Is. So maybe, so you're right. You have, we a, have cactus. a cactus. Sorry. I fucked up, man. No, I just, no, 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 I no. Think we no only listen, have one. dude, I fucked up. <laughs> if you added the second cactus, it would be you're cacti. Out. I'm gone. Get I'm out. leaving. Podcast Get is out. over. I'm leaving. No one can see me, but I'm just dabbing. I won't stop it. He's walking out. <laughs> I'm just, I can't stop, dude. Dude, I'm getting, I'm getting Mr. Mosby in here. He's in the vent already. He's waiting. <laughs> what are you boys doing in here? <laughs> oh, shit. About to just put that video on the TV. You know what? Sh- <laughs> Lately, uh, Chelsea and I, we've been watching on um, what IMDb TV, uh, Grounded for Life. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. It was like a very old, um, what's this? Just like some random like family TV show. I guess it was a little more than a family show. <sighs> I kind of remember it, but I don't. Yeah. Was that like I, in the 90s? Uh, I, I would say like probably like early to mid 2000s. And it was just like. I don't know why, but we just have an affinity for like, just like really simple corny shows. A lot of times like sitcoms and things like that. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's like they're real predictable and it's just like, no, oh, this is nice. There's, there's no real commitment to it. No, not at all. I don't yeah. have to dive too deep into a story. I'm like, this is a nice way to end the night. Right. And you can fall asleep without feeling bad or right. something like that. Halfway through the episode, you know, perfect t- type of show after, uh, indulging. Smoking a rolling a backwoods with Keith before bed. <laughs> Straight moon rocks. <laughs> Boofing a dab before. <laughs> it's it's cool, man. Once you get married, you just start blowing hits into each other's butts. <laughs> Dude, that's it's so sick. We did it up at the altar. Yeah. Everyone threw up. Dude, Trey Mancini's <laughs> showing out right now. Let's go. 13 home runs. That's awesome. Also about to have 15. Uh, how many outs? Is that? Oh, it's just timed now. They used to do it by outs, so he's got 40. You got, you got a 30-second bonus, too. I don't know what I mean. I oh, just, it's it's over a certain um, distance. You get a 30-second bonus. I got to go feed my kids. You can hear it. I'll be back. <laughs> the number of home what runs they're it? getting is incredible. It's uh, 8.20. Holy shit. <laughs> on the dot, they eat at eight thirty. But the fact that they like know internally that so, it's eight twenty without a clock, I'm like, I'm glad it's eight twenty because my cat has been doing this thing where it's just every day it's like ten minutes earlier, and yeah. it's accrued to the point where now it's like two and a half hours earlier, and I just comply. I have no power over that. Right in the show, and, it's, and it knows this. So each time it's like I'm gonna move it a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to do 10 minutes earlier this time. Remember lunch? Remember it's dinner? It's for daily <laughs> savings time and shit, you know? <laughs> See, and the, her lunch and dinner are on automatic timers. And I'm like, I don't have any control over this. And she's like clawing the shit out of me. That thing where they're like, they're making muffins, but they're actually stabbing you. Yeah. And it's like, I know why you're doing this, but I don't have any control over this. We're at the mercy of father time. <laughs> and he always wins. You said it, brother. I just have a, uh, like two dogs birdie and jacob birdie is like you could leave the house for 30 seconds to get the mail you come back in she's like you've been gone for so long please and she'll just like cry and just like 
She well, because Birdie actually hugs, like meaning like so she'll stand up on her two legs, and if you get down, she'll put the two other legs on like to your your shoulders, and then like comes in close, right, and gives you like an actual hug, and it's like one of the most. I don't know. It's just like such a nice, it's like a nice warm feeling, but she does it. If you leave the house for, you know, 30 seconds, she's like, you were gone for a real long time. She's Thank a you. Very strange dog to very wear. Strange. Like, it took her a, like, I want to say two to three years before she was like, you're all right. Yeah. And it's not even like, I love you. It's like, you're all right. And that's to me. Yeah. That's with most people, except uh, like Chelsea's mom in love with her, likes her more than us. Really? Yeah. Anytime we go camping with them and we bring Birdie, she's just like, like Chelsea's mom, that's all. That's all she wants to hang out with. They, she sleeps in bed with them when we go and visit them. While what is it? Like, how do they know? I don't know. I think she's I just like she's like this. this is the mom of my mom. I guess maybe <laughs> she's just like it's grandma. So she's like this is uh, grandma. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. She yeah. she hates us. Just trying to find it out. My cat prefers men, which is so do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep that. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, but yeah, it's totally weird how they just like pick a human and they're like, "You're better than them." Yep, I like you more. They do. And Birdie's been like that with um with uh I'll name drop Chris Spates in in the band Pronouns. Uh, like since the when we lived at our old house, he would just come over sometimes and hang out. Loved him from the get go. God damn it. Yeah. No. And I don't understand. She she hates pretty much everybody else. Yeah especially children she she except our children (laughs) she won i always uh i always joke with her and i tell i tell my wife i'm like a detective solving the case because i know birdie killed those kids right all those years ago (laughs) and i'm I'm gonna solve it she was the dc sniper (laughs) (laughs) that's the reason i had indoor recess for so long (laughs) because of your dog dog, that you did that wasn't even close to being born yet (laughs) oh she was there (laughs) plotting i listened to an entire I want to say twelve part podcast on that shit, and it was insane, dude. Oh like, yeah, we were too young to really like. I mean, obviously it was fucking terrifying, right. but like that shit was crazy. Vice made like a fucking like ten hour like movie about it. Really? Know. Yeah, it just well, it was like coming out like week after week. It was called I Sniper. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's fucking dope. Damn, I haven't watched Vice in probably three or four years. Yeah, because it got kind of, it got kind of wonky. Like the shorts that they were doing were so cool when they were going to like North Korea. Yeah. And, doing crazy stuff and then it the last thing i remember on vice was some <laughs> type of like dr- i think it was like some type of drug related thing and like the i just remember the vo- like the voice changer it was like you're all so shrooms <laughs> so a bunch of coke <laughs> and and for me just sitting there like fascinated i'm like man cool about the drugs but like i want that voice we talked with daryl not his real name not his real name <laughs> Some someone like made a meme about vice that i saw like a few days ago and they were like uh like vice and like fucking 2011 and it was like a it was Steve from Blue's Clues basically standing in like a war zone with a gun. <laughs> and then it was like Vice in 2021. It's like, is eating cheese racist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Vice kind of became. And it's like, okay. It's not even so much like their like television shorts. Because I guess, I don't really, well, I mean, it could be too. I don't really watch those. But like Vice puts out articles like that all the time now. And every one of them is like, is this regular ass thing you've been doing forever actually problematic? Yeah. And it's like, not like, like I would like, if they were like, Hey, white people, are you saying the N word with your boys? That's bad. But they're like, is watching TV actually like, hum- or, uh, you know, homophobic. Yeah. <laughs> like shit like that. Is taking a bath racist? It's like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we're missing a cat. And that's why Josh has been going. Sorry, Chris. 
We hate to do this. Just got to find peaches. We got a missing kitty. Really, Josh has been gone for like 10 minutes. And that's probably... Yeah, let's see You now. should keep everything we said, Chris. Especially the part about voice. Okay. Quick music break. Bare necessities. Those simple <laughs> bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. What can I say? I'm the, I'm the next Charlie Puth. <laughs> Trey ended up with 24. That's pretty sick. Oh, right. That's what I was thinking. Like, I can never imagine myself hitting a single home run in a stadium like this. And these people are just knocking them out of the park casually. I'm pretty sure their balls are juiced. Their balls are juiced. So they have juiced balls. No, man, that's 24 real baseball. That's smart thinking right there. And then obviously they're getting it right down the middle at, you know, like 60 miles an hour. They're throwing them softballs too. Normally in a game, like someone's like trying to throw that bitch super fast. So like you can't hit it. They're getting it to you. So yeah, all of the like elements are extremely in their favor. But like you said, it's still extremely impressive. Yeah. That show of strength. Yeah. And I'm sure you, since you're hitting so many in succession, you really just, you're just keeping, you're keeping the square on the man. Correct. Yeah. You're keeping a square on the man. Aren't we all just keeping a square on the man? Like in some figurative way? Yeah. That'd be part of the book. Oh, cool. Jimmy's Seafood is like packed full of people watching the uh, Home Run Derby. Jimmy, is that, uh, is that Dundalk area? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did photos for them for, oh, really? uh, for Maryland Beverage Journal. Oh, cool. They'll hire me sometimes it, and, uh, you know, they'll do like some type of story and typically a restaurant or bar and I'll go out and get a couple of pics of the owner, shots of the space. Did you look at the menu? No, I just went in and went out. They have the most like stonerish menu I've <laughs> ever seen. You can get like a sushi roll named after a wrestler oh, okay. and then like seafood pizza. Well, it's like really Ooh. popular. Like people like, uh, like Adam athletes Jones. and shit. Like, yeah. well, like WWE wrestlers and like other football. That's the spot. Yeah. Like, football teams, when they come to, like, play the Ravens, like, they will go out of their way to go to Jimmy's. Yeah. Wow. It was a really nice place. It was a yeah. great setup in there. They have the vibe of, like, I don't know, enticing those sorts of people, like pro athletes and wrestlers and that sort of thing. Coming in late. Fuck Jimmy's seat. We find the cat? Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. It was outside. Mm-mm. Somewhere in the house, probably sleeping, but Matt found it. How long you've uh, have you had cats? They've been here for about a week. Oh, okay. So this is new. My lease is up in February and Emily's is up in August. So she's moving here for six months. Okay. And we're in charge of them. We're cat sitting. Right. For a time frame. Who knows how long. But... Trey hit 24. No. It's good. He's the sixth seed. He's the, le- he's the last seed. And this guy, I don't think Olsen's going to beat him. If he wins the home run derby, I'm going to cherish Dude, this episode where I'm like, Colin, I believed in him and you. I'll freak out, honestly. because I should. We haven't seen Shohei Otani. He's about to hit like 35 in his first round. Especially yeah. after what they said about him this morning. As Stephen A. did um, yeah, so we just bullshitted for the last like 20 minutes <laughs> while you were gone. That's this whole thing. And yeah. he'll probably keep it all because it's good shit. And there was but, some good content in there. Yeah. It's all good <laughs> a content. A little bit in there, you know. Yeah. But for you guys, I imagine some photography friends are listening. Uh, what's your favorite lens as a non-photography? Oh, that's tough. I also have the uh, same question about your current gear setup. If we'll go separately. Ian, you made eye contact first. Tell me about your gear. I want to guess. His favorite lens. And you guys should text it both. Text me what you think his is. No, I can tell you what his is. What is it? The 50 mil 1.2. Oh, yeah. There we go. What's yours? Do you know Collins? I was going to guess probably the, I don't know if it's a 15 or a 16 to 35. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we, you do care. Yeah. (laughs) Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go with. We both have like very specific, not very specific, but we have like distinguishing factors between like kind of what we, 
look for and like tend to use. Yeah. And the difference in shooting while well, we're going to get into photography for the next like hour or so. But that one, I think Ian really leans into like the shallow depth of field and like the dreamy, like aesthetic yeah. look. And that lens is yeah. perfect for that. It's probably the best lens that I own too. And I just almost rarely use it because it's got such a specific. Yeah. And look I, to I it. like the look of it and I started off using a 50 millimeter lens. So I, from like doing photography in the get go. And that was like, that lens was just kind of has that connection from using it so Yo, long dude. and being used to it. That just knocked the dude over. Yeah. Oh, he, tri- he, he tried to catch it, like hanging over the rail and basically like flipped over the railing trying to catch a ball. Uh, this, oh, dude's, sorry. this dude's God. probably going to win or he's going to beat Trey. But, uh, oh wait, oh, is this the last? Is it a 15 to 35 or 16 to 35? It's a 15, the, 15. R- the RF. The RF lens, yeah. I imagine it varies for what you're shooting too. It's yeah, got a Colin has the, the, a lot of the landscape stuff that you yeah. like to do in a lot of these like wider type of shots. Trey and wins. I think that's probably good for that. Let's go, Trey. That is one thing I'm excited seeing you guys working together. Like I tell Colin all the time, his nature shots, some National Geographic shit, but I love what you do with people. And yeah. I know right. you just kind of daring, you know, different yeah. styles of... And that's for the best too, because you don't. I feel like if we were exactly identical in that realm, then like, what's the point? Yeah. Also, Colin had doing working full time for a company doing photography, and you being a small business owner, you kind of shoot in separate styles too between weddings. I know you've worked together on weddings a lot, right? But I've seen you do a lot of weddings, photo shoots with people, portraits, Absolutely. things like that. I'm more of the chaotic good. He's more of like a, a lawful good or neutral yeah because my my day job is video but it's like a mind-numbing version of and that's video. it you that all day and then you get to go be free Correct. and i know your job right. sends you traveling also so seeing different yeah right. the traveling thing has been so big how's being i'm trying to think a small business owner as the term but making that leap from you know i've known you for years and having a son and yeah you did take that huge jump into this and it's panning out now you made it on joe's podcast so <laughs> here, here we are this with is the, that this but, is the know, pinnacle like, yeah, I mean that was a that was a really tough change. Like that was it was difficult, and I don't. We talked about it on your back porch one day back when you were in the apartment in Kingsville. Yeah, it was something that like I'd been thinking about for a while, and I always reference this, the the story behind that is like because I did that tour with with Have Mercy playing drums with them. Yeah. That was what inspired me, and I learned I can I could make money off of something that I was passionate about. You know, something creative. Believing in yourself, you you can only make as much as you put into it, and right. there's there are definitely those days where you're like. You know, you lose hours and balancing that with having a family. Like, yeah, you can shoot as taking as much work as you can. But how much can you actually get yeah. done type of thing? It's very true. And it's like, do you ever find yourself biting off more than you can? Shoot? Dude, I just yeah, I just talked about this. Uh, I made like an Instagram post the other yeah. day about it where I had found myself like especially recently where I was just like in a weird emotional state because yeah. I was just like working all the time. And I realized I was doing that because not just to like hustle and like try to take care of the family, but also because it was like numbing my emotions and like forcing me to not think about it and confront it. So now I'm in like a space now where like recently I've been more cognizant of that and like a lot more like working on just like, you know what, like realizing that after doing this for five years, like I realized the value of like your sanity is like greater than, you know, a dollar amount, obviously. And And that's something that like, you know, sometimes you just got to remind yourself of that every once in a while. Mine's tough because I've always been a big believer, especially recently with everything separating, like work is that thing, but it doesn't define what you do, but yours, it kind of does. So you have to take all that on, you know, between like, yeah. yeah. And and I think that being mindful of that and just being like, okay, so this is what I do. But I've, I've definitely, I would say recently coming to that realization as difficult as it was, I just uh, like realized that I needed to like, find a way to separate that and just like have time for me, time for my family. 
So like Chelsea and I get to like, lately we've been making more time just like for us to hang out yeah, and things like that, which to. is like super healthy and it feels great. You know, yeah. it, it feels a lot better. I'm definitely cognizant of that too, because for me, my situation is almost the exact opposite where like yeah. I have this baseline stability that's always going to be there. And like my job is pretty cookie cutter. Yeah. Like it's minimal effort compared to the things we do like for Meridian. So like, I don't know, I'm always cognizant of how Ian feels about something because it's like, he has to do this yeah. as part of the grind to like yeah. feed his family you and got, stuff. I gotta feed my Yeah, fam. this like goes right. to like, this This goes like to the next level or like always wanting to like grow it more. But for me, it's like, this is just a creative outlet, but it's kind of transitioning into more of like a an actual freelance, like lucrative right. deal. I don't know. That's been a new thing to me because it's always just kind of been side money. Because yeah. I just have this job that I do and I have my bills paid. But I also like you guys coming together. Like eventually this end goal could be, you know, this yeah. full time and just. You could be doing porn in no time. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Please us. Is that a goal for Meridian? Is eventually doing an adult film? Not I would you're love to film adult films. Yeah. I was going to ask you I mean, if you had awesome. ever been offered. Never been offered, but if I am not kidding, would absolutely. So anybody out there listening, I will film porn. I don't know porn. if this is too graphic. Would you jerk off before you went? Definitely. J- yeah, yeah, just to just to gotta s- keep a level head. Just to keep yeah. the dragon, you know, chilling. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, 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 post not clarity. Yeah. 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 Just, just so you could walk into it like a job instead of being like boner. <laughs> I mean, Wait, f- filming porn probably fucking rocks because really you just get to watch porn for free. Yeah, it seems like it'd be a fun to, environment. You just no, have to keep you the get to watch on the men. No, <laughs> one thing we watch- don't consider while we're watching. Sorry to cut you off. Is the smell. That's what I've wa- I've always wondered about that. Because like the smell with your partner is different than two random people. Yeah, you just smell the room and the environment. Yeah, and you're like, I'm getting paid. My other one this. too, like you're w- watching porn in like the depths and shadows of your room. Like I'm, I think I'd have enough control that I wouldn't be in a room just like at attention watching two people bang. Like yeah, right. I, I would be tight. Be, to that's like, why you have to jerk off first. So. Yeah, to be like a house in L.A. like where they shoot Dave, yeah. where it's just like a beautiful sunset terrace and just two people happen to be banging it out. Yeah, you know. And I- and also getting into that with like directing it too, being like, all right, like now get on top. Now, yeah. now, now, now I'm going to put this your camera cheeks. under your balls. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> yeah. right, you know, you got to get that close up. You got to get that. Yeah. And you're sitting there just like, all right, now come on each other's faces. <laughs> this is all staying in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret asking either of you. You've made an insult. No, <laughs> no, like, if I'm like, you were, you were re- really quick to jump. You were like, oh, I like the goal is to shoot porn. I mean, yeah. it would be great. I just feel like it seems like a fun environment to shoot a uh, video for. I feel like there are two ways you can either start out shooting like lower tier porn and work your way up or get good enough at video that they're like, this guy can do anything, even porn. They're like, you guys make movies. Can you, uh, can you help? And I'm like, yeah, we'll be there. Hey, can you make a sex movie? I'm bringing, uh, hey, hey, what, hey. it's like, so what do you guys do about the smell? We get a shit ton of subs. We put them in the room, overpowers the sex. We put bottles in the room and save it for later. <laughs> That's passive income. <laughs> I saw a video of a guy the other day. He farted in a mason jar. And then he buried it for three months. <laughs> he let it ferment. He let it, yes. And then he buried it. They brought it back up. And then he just passed it around the room. So they would unscrew it and go. <laughs> and they just, they put the lid back on and they pass it around. And I just can't only imagine a three-month-old fermented fart. I mean, did the smell stay in there? Yes. I mean, a way, the, the way that they were reacting, yes. Well, I was going to say, you could almost, like, gag out of, like, anticipation, just, like, thinking it's going to be yeah. bad. But, like, right. after three months, like, that fart could have just dissolved. Like, I, I don't know. What if you open that jar and there's, like, it's formed into an actual poop that's just, like, <laughs> sitting in there? You're like, how did you do this? How did you become this? Uh, I would kind of want to try it. 
like edible or like eating no, or no, smelling? No, no, like pooping or farting in a jar. Like jackass with it. <laughs> he farted <laughs> in like the I misread that response. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, I'll eat it. Really. <laughs> so here with Meridian <laughs> that I've recommended Filming to my loved ones. And smelling farts. <laughs> I think I recommended you guys for a wedding the other day. Oh, we love romance. <laughs> now, like shooting? They're love fun. Because our customers are great. Yeah. Yeah, weddings are, I feel like we've had, we've actually, we've had some some great wedding stories of some really interesting we've weddings we've shot. We've spent the most time shooting weddings total, like aggregate. Yes. What sums up what everything you guys have just said as a family man who has to hustle and grind and as a tax on paper single bachelor man, uh, I definitely noticed you, you second shoot because you don't want to spend... 100 hours editing but you have to because you have a family well, to feed. ian is also it's like mix. he's more established and he's like got that clientele where like you guys are both very handsome and outgoing but ian can talk to a brick wall like i get that yeah you can, you can put him in any situation and he'll stand out you have this way of like i don't know connecting to your customers Okay, I go Thank out you. with Ian in public and he pretends to blow like five people at the mall and i'm like how do you know everyone like <laughs> i just want to go to the store yeah it's, it's nice to be able to connect with people. And I know, you know, part of it is like, you kind of got to like psych yourself up before the wedding day. You got to be like, all right, I'm going to be around a lot of people and just, but then you think about like, it's their day. And even though we've shot so many, cause you know, you kind of get numb to it a little bit over time. You still kind of remind yourself, you know what, this is their special day. And like, not only should we be giving them good photos, but we should remove the stress from their day and make yeah. sure that they're celebrated. Yeah, sometimes we like catch ourselves like they just had their first look. They just saw each other in their beautiful, you know, wedding gown and their tux. And I'm like, dude, it's fucking mission barbecue for lunch, man. Right. It's fucking, <laughs> we'll talk and, about and, some fucked up shit. And then and like, it's oh, a buffet, wait. man. Yeah. And uh, I'll be like, this is going to be, it's going to be, it was good. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, so that that's kind of like what he's means when we're kind of numb to it. But there is that level of professionalism that you have to maintain. Of course. Do you get to eat at these weddings? Oh yeah, yes, dude. absolutely. So, so when when is the time to eat? All right. <laughs> so immediately we go in, as food is served. Yeah, yeah, pretty much as close as possible. Sometimes I'll wait. Like I'll wait for like maybe the first table, so that way there's some people in line, so we're not right at the front. But then we just walk in casually because it's because that way because if we eat first, then we can get right back to working. Yeah. Yeah. We and also, we want the fucking, too. we want the fucking food. Do you take pictures of people eating and say you got no, a few never, No, ones. we are very adamant about yeah, not doing that. Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, like cocktail hour, like right after, uh, like a ceremony is finished, people are typically like eating hors d'oeuvres and drinking and talking loudly. And it just looks horrible on yeah. photos because people are, yeah. people eating is so unflattering. Even if yeah. it's the like most gorgeous person in the world eating very eloquently. I always make the joke, yeah, like the, if I'm joking about a terrible photo, I like have a sub in my Right. Mind. Yeah. They're just shoving beans into their face and they're just like, <laughs> you know. Surprisingly, my mouth's not that big for being husky. I really got to open up to like get a big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right we're back smoked 30 cigarettes yeah i'm feeling fine <laughs> I, I do like smoke go look fuck putting it on tape that you should quit oh yeah you and every truth <laughs> all right so anyway smoking habits aside <laughs> no i don't want to talk about anything else smoking <laughs> just smoking what smoking. is that that one family guy episode where it's like smoke smoke oh, yeah. actually with that episode so uh, it's, i think it's like first season or two it's real old Smoke, smoke. Are you smoking? Cool. So Meridian, you guys are a film company. Uh, how did you guys get together? Yeah, so I guess we should provide some sort of context. Because Ian and I, we've known each other for what? 10 years? Plus Ten. 12, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, or so? Yeah, I think I was like 17. It's weird because you kind of got into this world probably like six years ago now, five or six years ago. Yeah, been doing the 
like I picked up a camera like six years ago and I was like, this is fun. This is a hobby. And then like the following year, I was just like, all right, time to make a business. <laughs> yeah. And like I came from an audio background yeah. and was like not having a good time. Right. Because uh, I was like working at a radio station and it was fun, but like horrible pay. And then like at the radio station to like get more jobs and like to like prove my worth, I just started picking up video stuff. But it was like super different from what you were doing. Right. So like using remote cameras in like a performance setting where like it was like a joystick, yeah. like a broadcast setting, basically. Right. And then I somehow got the job, got an offer to do the Porsche video, which oh. was like a little montage video for a grand opening of a Porsche dealership. Yeah. It was and then I was like, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I can't do that alone. I know Ian does video. And then that day was very formative for both of us. Uh, yes <laughs> for multiple reasons but one because i was like oh right, shit yeah. but i was like <laughs> yeah what he's doing yeah. is like completely different from my understanding of videography because right. i showed up with like a broadcast camera do you remember that i showed up with like not a not a camcorder and Did not have to sit on your shoulders basically yeah yeah Did have a and, handle? Then, and then you showed up with the 5d mark 4 and i was like wait that's a photo camera. You take the pictures with your phone. <laughs> but, and then you're like, no, dumbass. Like, this is kind of like. I was like, put it on a gimbal and run around right. and get some sick B-roll. But that day, I was like, the day where I was like, holy shit, like, you can do so much with a, with a DSLR. Oh, yeah. And it kind of made me start to think about video as an actual freelance thing other than just like doing it for broadcast right and i think when we did it also we just realized we're like oh this is like really really pleasant experience like we got along had a good time yeah had we were a few laughs. Friends. but then fast forward like you've been you know grinding and, and being in your groove and i've just kind of been slowly like tailing behind you like hey paul you bring me along to the wedding and <laughs> <laughs> well it's cool because i think after that like we i remember we sat down and like we edited it together yeah which was cool yeah and then after that i think we did a couple of like of events in Baltimore yeah. for the villain himself. <laughs> Who's the villain? At, uh, at South Point. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Got yeah. Poor Covington. F fucking Chip. Anyway. Right, Chip. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who's Chip? We need, we need backstory on the villain. Just, what, what's this guy a villain? A lot of the people that we work with. Did you really thought you were going to get out of that? <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, just not an ideal client. He just had big teeth and was kind of scary. Yeah, he was kind like of... rich white guy teeth? Yeah. Yeah, there Racist we go. Teeth. What kind of job did he want? At Port Covington, it had to be under. He was like the head of all of it. Yeah, so we would do like event stuff. So we, we just like did some events together and like that was like also relatively easy. But it still at the same time, there was like a little bit of a corporate feel to it in, in a sense where like what we did was like pretty simple and straightforward, but like we got paid well for it. Yeah. Which was cool. We did a few of those and then you second shot some weddings with me and I was like, this is great. Yeah, we just had fun and like, I don't know, we laugh at the same shit, you know, yeah. making fun of people. Yeah, we would just, and that's the thing, we'd like shoot these events and weddings and, and like the whole time just be like saying like fucked up jokes, <laughs> like the whole time, like, and just be like, yeah, what if that, you know, what if that person over there just like fucking ripped ass <laughs> 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 like on, on the food or but something? Then we make up these characters that are like an alternate personality to the real person. So like we'll, see, yeah. we'll meet a person at a wedding and then that person becomes like an inside meme. Yes. And it's like an exaggerated version. And through that, we've just like, I don't know. It's sick. Uh, it's a good synergy. Yeah. As they would say. And a lot of times I'd say that we, pretty much most of the time when, when we like meet people at weddings or events, like we interpret them the same. So like, yeah. there's been like, I, I'm thinking specifically of that one groomsman 
Yeah. Um, not bringing that story up, but uh, just that one, just like we can read a person pretty similarly and we'll yeah. be like, I, we'll we be have like, the same caricature of them in our heads. Yeah. And we're just like, we're like, oh, that, that fuck guy. That. Yeah. Yeah. That but then, fucking... you know, it went from weddings and then like I started helping him out with music videos and then we were basically doing like every gig together. So we're like, we might as well yeah, just might fucking... as well just make sense. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. While we, we have like different styles and different things, but they also like there's overlap. And yeah. so like that also helps because we both do, even though we both do separate projects too, it all falls under a similar umbrella because like we're picking up from one another. We are. Basically. I don't know. We were just, we, we sat on some names for a while and then yeah. I had a guild in World of Warcraft called uh, Prime Meridian. Naming things like, sucks anyway in any like instant. I was like, let's call it. And Ian was like, let's just, just do Meridian. Let's do one <laughs> word. Let's do, let's do something No, simple. I like it. It's tricky enough that it will fool dumb people, but it's like, it's a cool word. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool word. And like, it's part of an atlas. Now it's like, like Meridian a cool... Film Co. Or Meridian. Uh, what is it now? Uh, it's Meridian Film Co. Because I've been pushing yeah. Colin to market the brand. Because I like the logo. It's very clean. Well, Co. is like. Company. Company. Well, no, you could do collaborative. <laughs> you yeah. could do collaborative. You could do co-op. You could do collective. Collective. Like that. So that it's, it, what's the word? Ambiguous. Yeah, it, yeah, a little it's bit ambiguous. ambiguous, and it's one of those things that, like, it just it it looks nice. Like, let's just be honest. Like, aesthetically, it's pleasing, and it's, it's a nice looking cool. word. It's a also, lot of eyes going on. You know? Just <laughs> kind of with the big announcement and everything is will be probably easier to market than being like, oh, my friends Colin and Ian will do it. I can make, oh no, right. already in film. Co- right? Question mark. Yeah, right. like we have. There's a wedding uh, coming up the end of this month and I looked. I just got like a document about the vendor list and stuff, and it was like, and it said like cinematography. Meridian Film Co. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'll just send you that. We're leveling it, up, man. Dude. Yeah. And it's just like being labeled like that. It's dope. And it was just like, and it said, you know, cinematography, Meridian Film dude, Co. We and should I was like, be, fuck yeah. We should be assholes now. Yeah. We should go in there and just wear like all silk. Just like, <laughs> no, I'm going to show up in a, uh, in a potato sack. In a, <laughs> in a burlap sack. You guys don't deserve me. Yeah. I'm it's part here, of the I'm art. here. Take me up. Take me in. Now, what's, what's your favorite thing to shoot? I guess like weddings, nature, Live music, video within Meridian, or like on our own things too. Separate, I guess, because like, together you are Meridian. For me, shooting landscapes, I know you're, yeah, I know. yeah, and Astro. Like I am literally so at peace when I'm in the fucking mountains and just like I have nowhere to be. Yeah, like I worked really hard to get to this place. It's beautiful. The air is good, and I'm just taking it all in. Even I think one of the shots you have in Utah was like. The Antarctica? No, you went to Alaska. Alaska. One of the shots in Utah, the Antarctica. <laughs> no, he knows, he, he knows exactly what shot. You guys have to check out both of these guys' work if you haven't yet. That's a cool like thing to bring up because like I've been to Utah too, bro. I have. Other people share that same sense of like adventure when taking like landscape photos because I went to that Alaska trip was ten strangers. Yeah. And if you told me like two years ago that I would go to Alaska in the middle of winter with 10 strangers, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that doesn't sound like me. We were all there with the same goal to just like see the Aurora. Yeah. And it's like everyone got along and it was like super cool and it kind of all brought us together that we were there to just see beautiful shit. Yeah. And that's just a cool thing. I even I think a few weeks ago I was asking you, I was like, Hey, you want to do this thing tonight? You're like, yeah, I have to watch the sunset really quick. And like, my time. <laughs> I, need, I need but to see like, the sunset. But he had that, that like he he had gotten set up there and just spent an hour just watching the sunset and you're like that's the i guess the commitment that comes with it yeah you hope for something good like maybe once every five times i go out i'll get a keeper yeah and then ian i'm i'm maybe seeing you shoot nature once or twice yeah i mean 
I like going nature for doesn't walk. pay though. You, you use, for- but you use human subjects in nature. Yeah, yeah, I like to use. So really, I like to work with just people in general because I, which I get. Even uh, working with you one day, you're like, we're taking this book to the woods. Yeah, and we did it, and it worked, and I got. Yeah, it's just fun to have like that social aspect to it, and I just like connecting with people. And when I work with different people, it's like you get this like, especially when I do portrait shoots, it's like you get this this isolated hangout with somebody and you get to like kind of they let their barrier down yeah. with photos and then i have to be not just there to make them feel comfortable but i like let my barrier down because yeah. you've met hundreds of new people through this and colin i like colin i can see it knowing both of you as friends like colin would rather play world of warcraft and chill so i get why you're alone shooting the mountains and i get why you're interacting with people but one thing that's really impressive about ian is like if i'm in the woods and i'm by myself it's just me versus the scene like, I can take as much time as I want. I can fuck it up. I can, like, try different things. He's on a schedule. Well, he's on a schedule, but he's able to operate the camera as if there's not a person there. But while you're directing and while you're, like, getting the best out of this person, you're also masterful at using your gear. And that's something, no homo. Thank you, honey. That's something that I'm unable to. I just shit and fart when I try to do both at the same time. Like, I'm, I'm like, trying to operate the camera well but also right. direct and like get the best out of the person and it's very seldom that i'm able to get both at the same time yeah and i think that's where it benefits both of us because you know just like you were talking about with like waiting for a sunset you have i feel like you have a bit more of like a sense of like discipline with that and there's something to be said about that that applies to what thinking of a production as a whole yeah but that's where the strengths lie because then i'm able to like you know if i'm able to re- direct and like work with people in a certain way you're able to like take a step back, take a step back and make sure that like our, like the lights are good. The yes. production's good. And I don't always think about that stuff as much because I'm thinking about like the people and Correct. the interaction, well, like the person directly in front of you. Yes. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking about that and then you might be thinking about a different component of it. Yeah. And that's like so necessary. Like, that, that LED is 10% too high. Right. <laughs> and I'm the type of person I'm like, yeah, fuck the LED. Can, can you move that barn door, please? And I'd be like, yeah. I'm like, and then I'm the type of person who's like, and the barn door is fine. Yeah, like, who fucking like, cares, man? Yeah, I'm like, who it's fucking a guy cares? with a guitar. Yeah, and the then, barn door doesn't th- matter. That's me. And then Colin's like, he's like, well, it has to be like this angle. And I'm like, and I'm like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, that's whatever, whatever works best. Like, is it, and then I'm like, are they all happy? Everybody happy? Then we kiss, we twirl each other, dab, and then hit record and feed each other <laughs> feed i wish i could be a fly on the wall in that passive stubborn thing you can she be like, can you, you move can the join the team you're gonna be join the team as the entertainment but that's another thing we trust each other we don't like butt heads ever we could if we wanted to yeah even with relationships i think it, it will come eventually even like joe and i play music together for so long we'll fight but it moves on yeah i can trust ian to the fact that there's never going to be ulterior motives Right. He's not trying to I get like, that from a business point of view. Yeah, it's not for personal gain. It's, it's creative. We're always. both trying to get like we both want to get the best. We have the same goal out of ourselves and our and the client that we work. And with. if we have a suggestion or something that you think the other person might think differently on, we still bring it up yeah. in a non like assertive manner. Right. It's just like, what do you think about this? You know? And then I'd say a lot of the times when we do that, we end up just like being like, oh, well, why don't we we meet in the middle on it? And it's just like pretty pretty yeah. easy. Never feels like just like who we voted for, right? Yep. Wait, 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 wait. Who did who did you vote for? Well, I know who the the righteous president is. Just gonna just gonna put that out there. So speaking of us, speaking of the righteous president, like occasionally I'll throw on TV. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like Newsmax, which is like Oh yeah. I thought Joe was trying to explain the news. Have we ever seen the truth? It's like one of those like weirdo, like dystopian fucking news channels. But I was watching it yesterday, just like chilling, and I changed it, like just for a second to put it on in fucking 
They referred to Trump as the president still. Yeah, it's pretty oh tight. Oh, my God. Like, it was like a <laughs> clip from a, a clip from a speech Trump did yesterday, and they were still like, yeah, President Trump this and this. And <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're doing it all. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're doing it on purpose. I program car keys for a living, and I'll listen to whatever you have on. If I don't like it, I'll turn it down. But working in Glen Burnie, there's a lot of, like, old racist white guys, and I hear Fox News, one out of every six cars, and I just leave it on and turn it up, and I, I love it. The, and just the way they talk about us is in- yeah. insane. Yeah, sometimes I'll see a Tucker Carlson clip on Twitter, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's what's happening." Okay, gotcha. That's what that's what like a good portion of the country is watching. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Value. Half yeah. the country thinks the vaccine is like monkey piss or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, <you know>. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it is or it isn't, I still I'm, took it. I'm still getting pissed on. <laughs> they know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> if my wife is out there listening, I like getting pissed on. <laughs> please, please, honey, I've been begging. You know damn well Chelsea's not listening to this too. Anyways. No, she's not. If she started, she turned it off a long time ago. <laughs> I would fast forward to just this part, just so I could, you know, kind of pitch myself out there and just be like, please, please. And then she'll say, turn it off and go to bed. I don't want to listen to fucking friends. That's not how Chelsea says. She's like, she'd probably be supportive. No, very supportive. She, anytime I do something weird, it's usually, she'll just be like, oh my fucking God. You're so weird. <laughs> and then just like, okay. And then that's it. Yeah, the way they talk to each other is pretty entertaining. What? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about the phone call. I don't think I can say that. No. That was, <laughs> that's no. what came to my mind, too. Yeah. That was, a, that was I said some, just just like the the vocabulary. And then and then she'll just laugh. And then she'll just laugh. <laughs> but like, all in all, she could kick my ass. So like, I know I got to tread lightly a lot of times. I feel like after you've had kids with a, a woman like that they've seen well you you two have seen enough of each other where you're like she knows you're fucking around like, oh yeah you, absolutely you absolutely know. i would never i would never say something so Crass. so terrible there's had to have been a few times he's like i'm sorry babe i was just playing i'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah there's some of those but i'd be like wait what'd you mean by that i'm like oh, i was just it was a slip of the tone didn't mean to didn't mean to say it that way so Wait, how I, you get first? I was gonna ask how his wife was, but we don't care now. I was gonna <laughs> ask relevant questions to the podcast. <laughs> get it? So, uh, where are you guys like looking to take Meridian like going forward? Like, what's like a dream project for you to work on? Like more music, more music videos, movies. Like, like we said earlier, porn, porn, no. porn. Trying to get involved, but no, actually, this is something that we haven't really talked about per se. But like, we're running into a little bit, not of an issue, but it's this barrier we have to break through where it's like bands will come to us for a music video, but they want to pay for camera operators. Yeah. They don't want to pay for a set and the logistics that are involved in, uh, like you mentioned that, how do you say it? Sharia Moore? Sharia Moore. Sharia so like Moore for video, example, they like, have like a really awesome music video because there's obviously like a budget behind that, which is fucking awesome. So if, actors, if, there was if you guys are listening to this, yeah. you're, you're killing it. Burn the song and the video are fucking sick. Credits. They brought in lighting rigs and cranes yes. and like shit that's very, very expensive to do. Yes. And it's hard to convince a band that that production value is worth it. And that's why their video rips so hard. Yeah, exactly. Because you get to add that production value and make something bigger. And, you know, and, and I understand that that's not always realistic for a lot of people. You know, they just don't have like, you know, not everybody has $10,000 right? Right. Yeah, yeah, or something like that to like drop on something. And I get that. But, it, but at the same time, you know, we're, you know, so we have that balance of like, we want to be able to provide value to people and do great work. But we also want to make sure that we're on a trajectory where we're like continuing to go up and not, bigger, sitting, yeah. and not sitting right. in the same spot. So that was kind of a long answer to your question where it's like, that's kind of where we're trying to go next. 
the people that have money. Yeah. Well, no, but how how do we break into that? Not just like land a big client or something like that, but like how do we how do we propose our value to people? You know, if I had to narrow it down, it's I'd say it's very hard to say we we would only shoot one thing, but I could narrow yeah. it to like three. It would be like essentially like music videos, ideally, like you said, on like a, a higher production value. Things in like the when I say corporate, I more so mean like commercial or advertising kind of things, yeah. things that highlight like brands or businesses. Yeah. Because that still has that like you can still do creative and cinematic the commercial things. space. Yeah. Commercial space. And then weddings are good to have in there because the 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 profit margin is insane. And like that's just yeah. you make good money on weddings. And it also I feel like gives you like this crash course in every style of shooting, like yeah. in like an eight hour span. Like you gotta get in it, you gotta get like a heartfelt close up of somebody like pouring their heart out, but you also gotta get like fun event shots. You got there's a lot that you're yeah, combining. Like- Grandma being silly at the wedding. Yes. So if you had dream clients for all these situations, who would they be? For a music video, for a company, and for a wedding? Uh, Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. For all three. Yeah. Fuck Smash Mary. Mouth music video, Smash Mouth the company, Smash Mouth's wedding. Well, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah, that's tough to say. But who we, we work with really want. fucking cool people for the most part. You could part. be like, yeah, I want to shoot a commercial for fucking Tesla. Like everybody else. Oh, you know? yeah, right. That would be <laughs> like, sick. Of course that would be sick. On what you guys said. I want to film Drake's music video. Right. On <laughs> having to sell yourselves, and especially with, I think we shot a video and it was the second one you had done, and it was yeah. the first one was a few days later. They don't really consider the time that goes into it outside of that day. I Like Colin and I were working on a project, and we're at Soundstage. We have this video screen. He's like, what are we going to use for the footage? I was like, I can outsource or you can do it. And he probably poured 10 hours just into making a video for a background. Right. And things like that, that you don't like the editing. Yeah. You're shooting a wedding. How many, how much time do you spend editing photos or music video? I probably put 60 hours into that. Exactly. And that's the thing that I couldn't do the things I do without people. God, I'm climbing. But believing I think comes in with projects like that. You see produce music video producers, Cole Bennett. I've showed him to you really popular. Just started working with guys on the come up and now he's probably the biggest rap video producer on the market. Oh yeah. When the conversation goes back to production value, like I could have put six hours into that video, but I'm, I'm thinking like, I want someone to see this video and be like, damn, I want to do something like that with my band. Yeah. Right. Because they see like, they're like, Oh man, the, the time that was put into this or like what this, what the outcome of this is like, this is worth it. Right. And I think uh, another favorite music video director, at least in these times is uh, black wolf imaging. I DM'd him the other day. I was a little starstruck. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're the best. Yeah, man, he's great. <laughs> I've replied to a few of his stories. I'm yeah. like, anytime something cool, I'm like, bro, this looks fucking fire. Who does he work with? I've, I've never heard of him. So he works, I, I wouldn't say he's, he's not working necessarily with like bands on the radio or anything like that, but. It's probably like a tier below that, I would yeah, say. His, I don't know his last name, but it's, his name's Alex and it's Black Wolf Imaging. And he does some of like just the most coolest creative music videos a lot. He's based out of New York. I believe. And there are a lot of like not super high budget things. No. And that's what I DM'd him about. Sorry to cut you off. But he was in a laundromat and the laundromat, the laundry machines were spinning, but they only had yellow items in them. And it's right. like, that is so fucking cool because that costs almost nothing to do. It's the little details. And he just thought like, oh, like this yellow is going to keep it consistent with this theme. Yeah. And things so like that. So it's literally just a wall of spinning yellow shit that you could have paid someone a couple thousand dollars to build or like design in a lighting feature but he just went to a laundromat with yellow garments yeah right and it's like that's and that's why i dm'd him i was like dude 
I love how simple this concept is, but how sick it looks. Same right? with movies, even down to movies and TV. The more expensive something is, the more I'm like, I might hate that. But when you can get that little detail yeah. and any of it. Right. Because that's like ingenuity right there. That's like showing that somebody's thinking outside of the box and using their resources effectively. Yeah. And that's and that's really inspiring too. Like to kind of like go on that point. It's like when you're seeing a music video that you're like, you know, that who knows? Like maybe they didn't put like I'm going to say like 50K or something into it, but they used what they had to make something fucking sick. Right. And it's just like, it's really inspiring. Yeah, totally. That would definitely be a next like logical step, like what we're working towards. Yeah. It's that, I think it's that creativity or like, I guess the eye for it. It's a dumb one and it comes down to our video. You hit, at one point I hit a mic stand down and every time I saw an edit, you hit it with the timing and I was like, fuck. I edited good. that whole video to a click yeah. since there was a tempo change. You set yourself up for that. I saw how prepared you were with like yeah. down to the timing of a, he had the counter on the screen, minute yep. was it minute and a half down? Like he set him up. Well, I wanted each take to be exactly the same as far as the timing to the backdrop. Yeah. So that's why we had the countdown and we had eight clicks before each take. And these are the things people aren't thinking about. When he did that, Correct. I was like, you outdid yourself on even just getting yourself set up for. Like, so that video was chaotic enough. But imagine every time I cut to one of you guys, there was a different image behind you. And it just like wasn't consistent. There would just be like, no, yeah, it would just be like, like digital vomit so i wanted it to actually i know i wanted it to be chaotic and weird and intense but i wanted there to at least to be some sort of like cohesive rhythm there is and even like, the whole thing i've sent it to some adults i know that hate metal music i'm like you can mute it if you want but at least one <laughs> right even like both of my uncles are not judgmental but like that's not their thing i've sent them birth doc and the video and they're both like god this is really well done who did it and i'm like oh, like my, my childhood friend yeah. i showed my mom the uh the nightlife video she like it yeah she loved it yeah it's pretty cool i showed it to to chelsea uh, and Morgan and they were just like this is so they vibey. just rocked it so hard too they did they just like and it's cool because they're feeling themselves because they know they're good yeah but they're not like cocky about it they're yeah. confident but they're genuine and they love their they love the music they love the they're yeah. not selling it they're like they're doing actually, it actually yeah they're not selling it that was a fun life not selling it it's been doing like it. doing it three hours on Friday night just on Instagram live like asking questions for the people who care and like that's they're, they're popping off it's so cool to see yeah. man it's so cool to see I yeah. love it and it's, it's, it's cool when you do like, you know, to be able to look at that and be like, wow, like we did that video and like, here they are like, you know, doing well. And it's, when you I get a sent sense you that pride. Reddit thing, yeah. I was like pretty spooked out. Cause yeah. like, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a, a subreddit called, uh, listen to this. And it's just like kind of new music being posted there. And nightlife was at the top of the subreddit. The fact that random people around the world are just clicking on a video and seeing our names yep. is spooking me out. Yeah. I'm like, it's, holy shit, that's pretty so weird. Sometimes that shit, like, you remember uh, fucking when Jake Missile got arrested for those yeah. guns? He was like the second news story. Yeah. And with yours, even, out, Chris, we're not talking about our friends. <laughs> <laughs> with Colin, and even I didn't know what he had planned for the name thing. I was like, whatever you do, I want Meridian to be fucking big. Like, I want him to know. Oh, when you did said this. do like, a Tarantino thing, I was like, oh, yes. oh God. God. And I, yep. It looks so cool. Also, Shohei has zero home runs. <laughs> what is going on? Dude, you Hitting suck. A, hitting a bunch of fucking line drives down the first baseline. Yikes. There you go. Yeah, 21 more of those, Poppy. Oh, my God. It's like third row. Dude, the, and Juan Soto hit 22. Like, he's going to have to. <laughs> they're so disappointed. Damn. This is the dude who we were hyping up to. You Like, he's the best player since Babe Ruth. And, he <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and now there's people shaking their heads off camera. Like, what's going on? Juan Soto doesn't even want this. He's like, I don't even deserve this. Is that going to say fair? Nope. Oh, fair poll. This is also his first his first one. What, first time playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> that fucking ball. First like, time with a bat. Might be a little nervous. Yeah. Might, might th and at this point, it's probably just compounding. 
yeah, as he's, he's not getting them. I think you can take a timeout. He should take his timeout. Did you guys see the uh, Los Angeles there Dodgers got, got one of their players with the hot shoe prank thing where they set your shoe on fire? No. No. They like had like 10 matches stuck to something and they stuck it on the back of a player's cleat and lit it. And it like starts to light your pan on fire and the guy's just like standing there. It's not really that much of a prank as sent someone on yeah, fire. Yeah, that's just yeah. kind of rude. Putting baseball while you're chewing tobacco and. Right. Uh, yeah, so we can probably bring this baby home. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll have a few more. Um, I, I don't know if it comes down to one. Do you have one photo that you're like, that's my favorite that I've taken and that you would probably show someone who not a client, but you're like, that's it. Um, you know, that's really tough. I have, I have a few, I have like, yeah, I, I have a few in there. Um, some of them, some of the weird ones was when I used to, uh, live in the apartment a couple of years ago for a while, I would just like take weird photos. Like one, I'm like, I'm like laying in a shower and it's just like my feet out of focus and like a bouquet laying in like a weird shower. Yeah. And I had one of like Chelsea in a tub and we use like a blue bath bomb and she's just like, she's nude, but like you can't see, like you can't, it's not like fully showing her but she's like crouched over in the water. And like, even though that's, I don't really shoot super like, like fine art type stuff for the most part, yeah. like doing something like that and just getting a little weird with it is like, which is kind of refreshing. Yeah. I have a couple random, they're, they're kind of landscape nature photos that like that they were like printed out and like put in this restaurant and I have like a wall. Honey like, grow. Honey grow. Yeah. And so like, it has like my name on it. It has like a little artist profile. And that was really surreal just to be able to see that shit. And then I did one fashion ad that was like on a fucking wall. And that just like. That's, that was so crazy. So yeah. we had seen your art and come it, to life. And it, that wasn't even like, a wall. That was like. It was, yeah, it was multi- a mall. It, it was inside it was of a mall. Multiple walls. And like the girl has like a purse and she's looking back at the camera and it says the art of fashion. It looked pro as fuck. And I was just blown away because they just told me, they're like, yeah, you want to do this like shoot, this editorial shoot, like this, we got a model, she'll like wear some clothes. And I was like, I was like, cool, yeah, sounds fun. And then I was like, wait, my shit's on a wall? Yeah. And it's cool. Very humbling. I actually didn't know that. I'm glad I brought it up. That's like, you should show Josh that if you have like that. I have like the story saved somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I was on a billboard when I was a kid. So I definitely get like You're a how star, that baby. Yeah. Kind of being in seventh grade on a billboard. It's not very cool with this last episode. I have this picture of the Golden Gate Bridge that I'm like super fond of. I don't know, man. That, that bridge is just fucking magic. I don't know what it is. Just the fact that they built that in 1910s of yeah. some, you know, it, it's it's legitimately beautiful, yeah. uh, and then you look at the Bay Bridge in Maryland, and you're like, "This, this is, is nothing, a piece of shit." You understand why people try to jump off of it, you know? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I gotta see this thing every day. But I'd say <laughs> that photo of the Golden Gate, and then probably one of my Aurora photos, even if it's not the best photo that I have, just the what it took to get that. I mean, when, when was, you look at it, what it, where it takes you, and it's yeah, like, yeah, not yeah, I that mean, sense it, of accomplishment because you like put the time and effort into like making that like what you created it was a 12 hour flight in the middle of winter it and takes we, you back to that moment we drove four hours outside of fairbanks to a remote cabin and then it's minus 37 degrees and you're just waiting and then all of a sudden a green light just slithers across the sky yep. and you're like oh okay this is in the textbooks that i saw yeah yeah so then you the know front you, of the math you book. take the photo while you're there and you're like holy shit this is crazy and then you get back and you look at it and you're like holy fuck like that it took so much just to have this thing yeah and that's that's probably the Golden Gate or the Aurora, probably. There's a lot of payoff within that personal, which is good. Yeah, it doesn't teleport you back to where you were, but you really just kind of so take you about it to in. do it. Shohei, yeah, oh, he's doing better now. He's at twenty. Soto's at twenty-two. You got twenty-six. Twenty-six seconds. seconds. Come on, baby. Come on, Shohei. Is that getting out? Get out. Yeah, he just guess since Chris worked really hard to start this podcast, that Joe and I are in charge. If I can ask. Okay. 
<laughs> What's your favorite new shoe? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, actually, I have a few more quick ones. Um, what do you do to find? What do you pass the time editing-wise? Oh, do you listen to music? Hold on. Before this question, they, they tied. They tied. Holy shit. They fucking tied. That's so cool. I think they go to a swing-off. and Are they you get, guys seeing this? I think they get 10 pitches or something, and then that, that settles it. All right. Sorry. Re-ask the question. This one, um, what do you listen to while editing? I know it's a pretty tedious process, or do you not listen to music? I'm glad you brought that up because editing music videos is pretty brutal because you can't. You listen can't to, listen to anything to because you have to listen to the music video. Anything with where like the audio is like dependent. Weddings. I, yeah. So for example, like I like for the there's like a hair salon that I do videos for, and it's like interviews with the different stylists. And while I'm cutting their audio, can't listen to anything. Once their audio is cut and I'm just like figuring out where B-roll goes, sometimes I'll like kind of, kind of balance that. But anything with audio sucks. Uh, photo editing is kind of yes, relaxing because you can... You can put on whatever. Put yeah. on a podcast. Mostly instrumentals. Music. You can put on Ambition Radio, streaming now on Spotify, yes. featuring Joe yes. and Josh, our new podcast that Chris doesn't have anymore. Can put this on. Uh, I really like <laughs> instrumental stuff when I'm editing because otherwise I'll focus on the lyrics or I'll get too hype. Like I can't listen to different style and edit, dude. Like I'll be, I'll like punch a hole through my computer. So like Tides of Man. Yeah. Or like oh, um, yeah. hip hop beats to chill and study too. Oh yeah. Just put on like <laughs> some, lo-fi hip hop beats to right. chill. Yeah, yeah. Just put on lo-fi because stuff. It's just like relaxing. pleasant ear sounds while, while you're, uh, your mind's focusing. Do you guys listen to music while you sleep? Or like sounds? I listen to nature sounds when I sleep. I'll have like a rainforest. We ha- we have a sound machine, so it's like white noise. Okay, money bags. Yeah, my hearing's fucked from I'm doing music <laughs> for so long. Now. Sorry, some of us just have to use Spotify, which has Nature Sounds and Ambition Radio featuring Joe and Josh. <laughs> um, here's Chris's questions. Are they about to do it? Do we stop for this or knock it out? Let's uh, let's react live while we're answering Chris's questions. Cool, and then he can decide. If he... Yeah. Per Chris, who used to own Joe and Josh's podcast. <laughs> per Chris. What have you learned most about yourself throughout your journey with film and video? Ian, we'll go with you first. What have you learned most about yourself? About yourself throughout this journey. I I have learned, honestly, I've learned like personal limits and like, and self-discipline out of it because I've learned when like taking on too much. You mentioned, yeah, talking about that earlier. And I've learned that like after doing this for so many years, I'm like, you know, I like working in a team environment because like it's not all has to be put on me anymore. And I, as a small business owner, I wear like 10 million hats. And it's nice to take off some of those hats. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, just to always be learning. Because yeah. like you can you can think you've mastered something and then get humbled. And also like the concept of being this, what's the, the, the saying? You are the sum of your influences. Yeah. Yep. So I like allow myself to be influenced by things that I wouldn't normally even consider. Yeah. Because it kind of broadens your view on your craft and allows, I don't know, different channels of thinking. Yeah, and that sort of thing. So I always have that in the back of my mind is to be the sum of my influences and to be influenced by anything and everything. The second you stop wanting to learn, you know, you. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's with any like creative or skill set thing. Like it's like, you know, it's throughout your entire life. That's something that you should never cap yourself. Yeah. Any Kobe Bryant quote will tell you. (laughs) R.I.P. Second question from Chris. What keeps you motivated to continue to pursue this while balancing out the rest of your life? And that's pretty easy. You have kids to feed. Yeah, but, kids. But also, you know, instead of you could, you guys are both very, very talented, exceeding everything you do. You know, what wants you to stick with this and keep doing that? Um, obviously, you know, like 
take, you know, taking care of the family is one thing. And that's, that's very important. I would say that actually does motivate a lot of me, like wanting to be yeah. successful. But you should also be very proud, you know, being yeah. a, you know, and it feels good. I would say what motivates me is really kind of like that previous point is like the fact that like, I can learn something new from an experience, yeah. which is really cool being able to go into something. And like I said, learning also the idea of like making mistakes but like letting them guide you and be like, you know, this is actually a good thing because I'm like learning something about myself and I'm going to let this push me forward. Yeah. For me, when Ian mentioned earlier that he had had that moment on the tour with Have Mercy that he could do this full time and do what he loves for a living, I'm like slowly. I did want to ask if you ever thought about, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like slowly working myself up to that because it's a scary leap and I respect you, but, uh, or anyone who does that. But um, I'm not there yet, but that's, that's what keeps me going is to uh, is to work towards total freedom and independence to do what I want and and actually sustain and, and live a you know a comfortable life. Have, you know, that thing that's kind of just like a goal. You know, without like one, you're you're your own boss, but two, just like if you told yourself in elementary school that you get to take photos for a living, like you'd be. Like, yeah, never thought, yeah. never thought this would be the this would be the life path. Yeah, definitely. Yo, Otani is smacking the shit out them <laughs> balls. I don't know who was watching. <laughs> All right, he only needs, what, two more to win? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. go. He's so got it's 27. He got that second win. And then, oh, my God. He can't miss now. Look at this. Kill. Oh, come on. Oh, so he's at 20. They're tied again. Yeah. Watch someone like DVR the home run derby and they could watch it for 15 days. Oh, that one didn't go out. Come on, come on, come on. Double over. Oh, that would be so cool. Give him one more. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it didn't get out. Wow, double overtime. Double overtime. <laughs> You're witnessing history on this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm sure Chris is keeping all this and not editing it out. Chris is like struggling on painkillers. Like, <laughs> I should have never asked those Husky brothers to take over. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the biggest obstacles you've encountered and how did you overcome them? I think for me, I had this idea that video was one thing. Like when I was working in broadcast video, you learn how to work the joysticks and you turn them on. And then you do it. And I was like, okay, so that I just got to get really good at this and then I'm set. And then you learn the hard way that. And then, yeah. And I was like, I got humbled quickly. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh shit, like this is actually, you need to do so much more than this in order to make cool stuff. Yeah. So probably that, which I'm still, still like kind of dealing with and yeah. like carving out my own path. Figuring it all out. I can't even download music. <laughs> you have any yeah. obstacles? I would say. In my experience, since I've like worked for myself, learning that like my my own self can be my biggest obstacle at yeah. times. My own worst enemy, bro. Right, for real, bro. And like being your own boss, like you can you can decide to be very productive or very organized, or you can decide to, decide to not be. And I've gone through different phases where I've experienced all of these things. And I would say at this current point in time, I am on what I feel like is a more upward path because I've had like, especially recently, I just had like some stuff that I was dealing with. And also like, that's an obstacle like yourself, because if you're not feeling in the right headspace, that affects like everything in your life. Everything, yeah. Yeah. Then the ability to communicate that is. Right. And, and learning to, to accept that. And I think being and talking about it and realizing like, you know, like I can be here to help myself the most, or I can be here to hinder myself the most. Yeah. So like, why not work with myself and treat myself nicely? And that's going to be beneficial. Talk to me nicely. Question from me. And then after this, we'll plug all your things. What's your favorite physical feature about myself and Joe? Penis. Which one or both? Oh, both. it's got to be physical. Yeah, like, do you like our like our laugh or like? Joe's eyes are quite captivating. They are. They change color. I I mean, do your tattoos count? I like your tattoos. Uh, hey, <laughs> did your tattoos hurt? 
cool. Where can we find you guys on the internet? Unless you wanted to say anything about like my body. I was just going to say both of your figures. We are. The qu- now I know you lying. <laughs> Joe and I are both also 6'8 and 240 of all muscle if you haven't seen us in person. <laughs> but um, where can we find you guys on the internet? Uh, we are, what is it, at Meridian Film Co.? Yep, at Meridian Film Co. On Instagram. Instagram. And both of our other handles are our full names. So I'm Colin James Dunn. And I'm Ian Jared Bell. And we're here for MySpace. I know you think MySpace is dead. But guess what? But just listen. We're back, baby. It is. And we're drowning in debt. And we invested in the wrong fucking business. We're doing Firefest 2 at the Tipton. Yeah. But just just you wait. MySpace is going to come back. Just just you wait. (laughs) We're gonna be. We're gonna have a Bitcoin farm, whatever that means. Fuck Zuck. <laughs> Vampire freaks never left, but you can no. check them out. Meridian Film at vampirefreaks.com. You know it. That's the place where we and create the best content. You can see Joe and I on OnlyFans. We'll film that for you because we want to film porn. Hope you're back, Sam. Goodbye. I'm sorry you have to edit this, Chris. <laughs> I'm not. You chose this life. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah.